This week on the Boombacast. Give me a break, man. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Jamaican arm. One star. I and I in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Episode 194. Hey. Numbers. Hey. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, sometimes we argue about what's bad and what's good, mm. and then we come in where we talk about, come in here and talk about it for the first half. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, it is. and bad bad movies. They get one one to five bags in a negative sliding scale. That's a douchebag after Twilight. Those are bad. Who? Yeah, that's, that's terrible. A, that's a bad movie. It is bad. So, uh, random movie. We had lots of suggestions for Steven Seagal. People were trying to get us to watch on de- on deadly ground and shit. People wanted like Seagal that. Timber and yeah, no, <laughs> no. We figured if we're gonna if we're going to do this because let's face it, pretty much all Steven Seagal movies would fall closer towards bad than good. Mm-hmm. Sure, any one of them. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do 1990s Mark for Death. Yes, from the Golden Age of Movies, 1990, and also his quote unquote Golden Age of Movies. So yes, yes. His, one of the first four, his triumphant four. Yeah. So, plot summary, and then let's talk more about it, shall we? All right. Sure. Former DEA agent John Hatcher vows to bring down a Jamaican drug kingpin after learning his hometown has become overrun by Screwface's thugs. When the brutal drug lord threatens to kill Hatcher's family, however, the vendetta becomes personal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sure does. This is one of those movies where the bad guy makes it worse for himself. Yeah, if he just left it alone. But isn't every Steven Seagal movie pretty much that? No, not really. Not to uh, this extreme. This, I mean, to this extreme. Yeah, I, th- I guess, yeah, this is probably the worst out of those. Seagal just wanted nothing to do with anything. Yeah. The bad guy just kept pushing him. Yeah, he just wanted to retire. Yeah. And the like, thing is, all right, well, let's not get too far ahead in the plot, because the, the movie opens, and Seagal's hanging out in Mexico, like, trying to bust, you know, drug lords down there. He's it's trying to bust Columbia. Danny Trejo. Yeah, well, he's, I think he's, like, a guy they caught, like, an informant or something. I don't know. But, like, he's, he's just a lower guy. But, yeah, he's running through the streets chasing Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. And they catch up to him. There's, a, you know, foot chase while the credits are happening, which they waste no time when the credits. It's like, Mark for Death, let's go. Yeah. There's some people out <laughs> there. Steve Seagal, Mark go. for Death, let's do it. Yep. Yeah, so foot chase. They catch up to him, and I guess the other guy is his partner. It's like, uh, they're, they're trying to question him about how much time were you away that, you know, nobody saw you. Did you call anybody? And Danny Trejo was like, "No, no, man. How long did you not see?" He him? didn't even say anything. Well, was, I think, ah, no, right. yeah. I think well, he was like Seagal had put like three moves <laughs> on him in like six seconds, so yeah. he was dazed. I think, I, and his partner's like, "I don't know. Maybe he's away a couple minutes." And well, uh, uh, we're still going to go to this meet. And the guy's like, "What? We're made. Like this guy called somebody. We're we're made. We mm-hmm. we can't do this." He's like, "I'm crazy." Yeah. So let's he's do Steven it anyway. Seagal. He's not. He doesn't care. So of course they go to the drug meet and. Things go south within thirty seconds, basically. Something like, like well, that. Hey, Somehow, we want to like, buy the drugs. Guys find out that Danny Trejo was in the trunk. Well, because Danny Trejo gets out of the trunk because it's the least secure trunk ever. If you look at it, it's, well, it's the like, guy didn't walk in with a crowbar, so I think maybe the implication was they pried him out. Maybe uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So. Either way, he was deal- probably banging on the trunk, like let sure. me out. Yeah. And there, yeah. he was in the trunk. Like, oh, it's our guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, they're Either like way, that deal. They, goes they south walk. They walk in and they're like, I want to buy drugs. You got money. You got money. And then guy walks in. 
those guys are cops. And yeah, guns <laughs> are drawn, and Steven Skull has to do Steven Skull moves and t- disarm everybody because. Well, he literally disarms one guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he starts off because like, he, he has some kind of blade. Well, yeah, that one guy just like chops that guy's hand. One right guy has the fuck a blade, off. and I don't think he like grabs it. He just uses the other guy to turn and mm-hmm. slice the guy with the gun's hand off. Yeah, yeah. And then they they run through the building a little bit, and his partner gets shot. Shot by a shot hooker. by a hooker. Yeah. When and Seagal ventilates her through a wall through the door. <laughs> Didn't even look to see who it was. No. Just, no. just unloads. He just in this shot room. his partner. So. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I guess like, I don't. But know. he's all right. Yeah, yeah, even though he took four to the <laughs> chest. Four to the chest, and yeah. he's like, he's being helped out on his own feet. Yeah, we yeah. never see him again. Yeah. Hope he made it. Because, yeah, it's kind of like this all went south, and next scene is Seagal's talking to his chief, like, I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm hmm. I'm retiring, and he's yeah. like, no, just take a vacation. We need you. Yeah. Like, no, like, take a month. You. Take two months. Yeah, take pay, with pay. Come on. Take yeah. three months. Yeah. It's like, no, but the president, he wants us to get results. Yeah. yeah. And you get Because, of course, this is coming right you know, basically made in 1989 where it was like the height of we did drugs. We have a drug czar. We got to deal with drugs. Drugs are the worst possible thing that could happen in the U.S. According to this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because communism was on downslide. And yeah. yeah we, we, needed, we needed a new yeah. enemy. We needed a new enemy yeah. until yeah. terrorism. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Communist to turn face. So, Steven Seagal's <laughs> like, no, I'm retired later. I, I might take a vacation. We'll see when I relax. So, they're in, he, he goes from... Mexico to Chicago, that's where he's based out of. And then mm-hmm. he goes to Lincoln Heights, a suburb of, you know. Right outside town, of Chicago. Yeah, small town of Chicago and mm-hmm. drives up. And I, I guess he goes to his sister slash mom's house or something. It is his family. His family. It <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> he, yeah, has he, sh- a, he has a niece. Yeah, he shows up at the door and he's like, who are you? I'm your Uncle John. Yeah, you're not Uncle John. He lives far away. Mm-hmm. And he sees his sister and I guess she's a single mom because it's like niece, sister, Mom, and then like, I well, don't there's know, a backyard full of people. I yeah. don't know. I don't know who these people were, but he's hitting. They oh, don't matter. We should. We should. Out. He's hitting everyone. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like his partner. Like before he got shot, he's just like, come on, slap. Yeah, yeah. Let's there's, do a slap. Early on, there's a drinking game mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. because, yeah, his partner he slaps three times mm-hmm. in the course of one conversation. Yeah, it's like a Burt Reynolds just Dom DeLuise thing. Going yeah. on here. <laughs> and doesn't he give the little girl a hug and he kind of smacks her? Yeah, he smacks her in the face. He smacks the the boy. Yeah, outside. It's like, hey, Johnny, slap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, can someone tell Seagal not to do that, well, please? Like, throughout the movie, there's weird, there's just points where he has to be touching the other person. Yeah. Like, the one conversation where he's talking to an informant or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like, you can just see his hand on the shoulder oh, yeah. the whole time, even though it's like, there's no reason for that. Yeah. No, that's, his, just, that's his method of acting. Yeah. yeah. He, he just, just needs to needs that human contact. Mm-hmm. He's a lonely he their is, energy so he can emote. Yeah, is he like a pickup <laughs> artist or something where yeah. he's got to mm-hmm. yeah. initiate contact like immediately yeah. to yeah. see if they're interested? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if it's his niece and his nephew and he doesn't Maybe. care. He can't shut it off. No, he can't. Steven no, Seagal just he does not discriminate. Yeah, yeah. He has one move. <laughs> right. <It's> touch. So yeah, so like it's a brief little family reunion, and like, hey everybody, I'm I'm retired. I'm hanging out here with you for now. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to my old room and clean which, my guns. Which <laughs> his old room has there's a bow sitting on like the vanity. He's got like random katanas on the wall and uh, two katanas on the yeah. wall. And then it kind of turns the camera, and it's like he's got a big display case full of guns. guns. It's a shadow box yeah. full of guns, and there's like. Well, it, it also before it really gets into what's in the case, it, it pans across his, his dresser and it's like, I was a nom and also mm-hmm. varsity, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and all this you know, the history of Seagal, yeah, yeah, but in he, picture form, he takes out this little weird trigger mechanism thing. It's a it's a 
It's a palm gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a. Um, it's. It would have been great if that came yeah, back in the movie. I'm at some mad point. that never showed back. <laughs> up. Me too. Me too. Because he yeah. spent a lot of time cleaning that. Well, yeah, gun. It, like he sits down. And he's like very obviously got the case. Like I mean, like this is a guy that takes this serious. Like pulls out the case, mm-hmm. pulls out the tools and everything, lays it all out. And I'm home. I'm going to clean my little palm gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's just like scene over. Yeah. I, I mean, think yeah. it shows up in the montage late in the movie, and I was like, oh, we're going to see him use that thing. No. 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 No, we don't. No. Because next scene is uh he goes to the high school. I guess. You know, after showing us all the picture, I, I thought he was going to go see his old coach, but no, he goes to see his nom buddy, yeah, who's mm-hmm. Keith David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hooray! yeah. This is and, a meaty role for Keith David too. Well, at first, I was kind of like, "Oh man, I hope he's more than just the football coach." <laughs> well, this was around the time where he would just pop in a movie for like five minutes. Like, yeah, that's yeah. why. I mean, when he first showed up, I was like, "Ooh, yeah." I hope this isn't like the extent of it. Like, hey, I'm your friend, and later yeah. go have, go have fun murdering guys. Because like mm-hmm. when he shows up in Roadhouse as bartender, it's like, oh well, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, but I mean, he shows up and they do the predator thing of you son of a we bitch. We have to hug and yeah. Ah, I thought you were dead. dead. (laughs) Meanwhile, like the whitest kids ever are right off field buying drugs from Jamaicans. And it's like the Jamaicans are like, well, first they're just smoking reefer. Yeah. And like the guy's like, what's this other stuff? And he's like, that's crack, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just makes you feel really romantic. You should try it. Gee, I don't know if I want to try that. Yeah. Yeah. And the girl's like, I wanted to try crack. I'll try that. Yeah. Really? Come on. No one fucking is fucking crack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, These it's are the crack? whitest kids ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. In 1990, it didn't like you no, knew this, hey, crack that's was what like, I was wondering. Like if it was, was too soon for no, people to know what crack no, really was. No, no, but no, no. It was not at no. all. No. Crack was like you end up on crack if you did yeah. something way wrong. Not the, like if you were hanging out under the bleachers. Yeah. I was like, hey, guess what I've got? <laughs> fucking crack. Yeah. I've got a bag of crack. Yeah. It was never glamorized. It, it never at any point up to this movie had crack ever been like, wow, look how cool crack is. It's like <laughs> yeah. anybody has should that, has know. Ever done that? <laughs> no, well, no, but I mean, no. other drugs have that. I'm just saying crack has never been anything that someone has seen someone on crack and said, I should do that. Crack is right, like the right. step below heroin. There's no way yeah. to glamorize no. crack. No. Crack mm-hmm. is just like, you done fucked up. If <laughs> yeah. you are on crack, yes. if you are anywhere near crack, you have fucked up. Right. Are you listening, Whitney Houston? <laughs> yeah. No, because no. you're dead from crack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I dress that to Bobby Brown. He, there's still hope. But <laughs> yeah, come on. No, Bobby no, Brown. Fuck Bobby Brown. Oh wait, that's right. No. Yes, no, he's yes. I Bobby Brown is the reason. He is the purveyor <laughs> of crack. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He knows all about crack. Yeah, right. and he's still around. Of yeah. course. Yeah, of sure. course. Yeah. But it just it makes me wonder about whoever's writing it's like this movie. Like the drunk movie. driver always survives the crack. Yeah, right. exactly. But it makes me wonder about the dudes writing this movie if they were just like old ass guys who are like how do kids end up with drugs they just take it's a like cheery jamaican man yeah. offering it to them <laughs> yeah. like it's a slice of pizza yeah they're Try trusty it, jamaican good. pot dealers yeah. like i got the better thing for you now it's oh shrooms no no crack <laughs> it's the fucking crack yeah and that, smoke re- it. that really sets off this weird criminal underbelly of this suburb of chicago where it's like Jamaicans and Colombians. And well, I think like, it's the Mexicans from the earlier part of the movie. That, yeah, like, join in because they mentioned something about like I was chasing Salazar. Blah, right, blah, blah. but it's like it, this is not anything what I would think the the Chicago underworld would be like. I mean, it mm-hmm. sort of has this storied history of being Italian mobster types. Yeah, but no, it's Jamaicans versus the versus Mexicans. Colombians. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah, 
and, and that just leads to conversations of I have no idea what either party is well, saying. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, after, well, after this, the whitest kids. Yeah, Keith yeah. David gives them the dirtiest look ever as yeah. they're leaving. And Seagal's yeah. just like, no, nah, nah. nah, man. Because this is the point where Seagal just like <laughs> he's checked he's out. A, he's the samurai who has you know put his sword away and mm-hmm. he does not want anything to do with it. He's yeah. like, forget about it, Jake. It's Chinatown, right? Yeah. So yeah, the, this scene goes away, and then they they go. We go meet Screwface for the first time, who is mm-hmm. the the villain, the the head of the Jamaican crack gang. That doesn't even yeah. sound right. <laughs> but like they're meeting with the the Mexicans, Colombians, whatever they they are. They I, do I say they are Colombians. Are they Colombians? Okay. They say they're Colombians. So he there. was all the way down in Colombia when. Yes. That, yeah. Okay. All right. I thought he said something about I was in Mexico. No. Whatever. All right. He doesn't know. He doesn't know where he is. But yeah, so they, they kind of have a meetup and they're like, well, we got to work together, right? And, you know, and it's like they go through this whole thing about the boss comes in and, you know, has to get a pat down and go see the man, which is Screwface. And he has to have the appropriately <laughs> weird intro layer that, you know, he gets greeted in with, yeah. with reflecting water from somewhere. We never even see what's on. It looks like a swimming pool. It, right? Yeah. But then the guy walks across it. So it's like, where the hell is the water? Yeah. I, I whatever it's just bad guy layer yeah either way you know just, in the 80s they built all those bridges over the oh yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. Did. so that's mm-hmm. just like in probably, um, i'm just saying they, they generally if they had that kind of architecture you're probably like hey just pan the camera now let's yeah. show this is fucking cool but no yeah. but Too he busy. shows he shows up and he's wearing spandex bike pants and like a giant sort of leather jacket yeah. thing oh, like but shoulder it's, pads and it's everything. like a puffy milli vanilli jacket yeah. I mean, yeah it is but the way it's actually lit, yeah it, it is. honestly yeah that is literally milli vanilla's outfit they were wearing the big mm-hmm. jackets and the spandex yep. yeah yeah that's what he's wearing and he's got the giant dreads so he's yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay he is milli vanilli all right we and he has the same creepy the eyes well. actually, and oh yeah, yeah okay yeah there's a little duality there yeah man this movie ahead of its time yeah so who was actually really selling the crack of I don't He's know. like Millie Vanilli. Yeah, they were just, he was just a front. Yeah. Anyway, so guys they meet 40s. up, yeah. you know, and it's, uh, you know, uh-huh. we got to work together. You're getting 20%. Uh, just here's your bad guys <laughs> and yeah, then leave. But, but it gives it gives us an excuse to just, we know that something is up with Screwface because he's doing, he's, I, I don't know if it was something in the early 90s, like if there was this weird thing right around 89, 90, where it was like Jamaican posses. They're the worst. Because, I mean, Predator 2 has the same thing where it's got that spooky Jamaican leader guy. Yeah. And he reminds me very much of the, you know, there's no killing what can't be killed guy. Because he's pulling that shit on the Colombian dude. Yeah. Just but, getting in his face. But and, really, come on. That is so that is so 80s drug war thing. I mean, if you think about it, like, yeah, but the I reality just, of life is, is like, a bunch of Jamaicans are smoking pot. They're right. not like coming and selling crack to our yeah, kids oh, outside the high school like no, that. But no. I'm just wondering like <laughs> what what the deal was with Jamaican posse's like right then because it's like I don't well, I both of them are Fox I films. I can't think I of think, any I think, movies. Yeah, I think someone at Fox was just like, you know what? I don't like Jamaicans. Yeah. It, you're probably right. <laughs> it's because I just can't think of any other movies where they have examples like this. Yeah, it's propaganda shit, yeah. basically. Yeah. I mean, even like you go back to Cyborg Cop, they were friendly Jamaicans. They mm-hmm. were, you know, sort of criminals, but they weren't like dealing crack to kids. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there a um, a Jamaican gang in GTA San Andreas? Something like that? Four. Was it four, four. that the big Jamaican sure. gang was? Yeah. Was half Sorry, I'm not saying there are gang. gangs. There are gangs all over the was... world over, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, I don't think they're like this insidious. No. You know, like I don't think they're the ones we really need to be scared about. No. The That's world. what you think. Okay. That's what they want oh, you to think. I, I think it gives them security. a good excuse to yeah. use voodoo. Sure. Yeah, because that's spooky. Yeah, because that comes up very quickly. Yeah. And for no reason. 
Yeah, <laughs> Weekend of Bernie's too. Voodoo, yeah, Jamaican gangy stuff. Mm-hmm. Early '90s again. Calypso, <laughs> yeah. There was something. Somebody had it out for Jamaicans in the early '90s. Yeah, it's Doing not like cool, Bernie. Right. So yeah, because the Columbia drug guy leaves and immediately goes to the voodoo priestess lady and is mm-hmm. like, "There's something up with this. He has dark magic. I need counter dark magic." Yeah, because he sees him in two different places in there, which is one of the few hints we have towards later in the movie, but. Right. He, he, yeah, he says something like, "I am everywhere." Yeah, <laughs> and he turns around and sees like a guy walk around the corner that looks like him, and then yeah, but the dude's standing right next to him. And he's like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, and then but then you know she goes to him and she's like, "You got the power of the jaguar or something, something <laughs> sure. like that." Some mm-hmm. just vaguely yeah. sinister sounding thing. Yeah, and, and then she does a bunch of voodoo shit. Yeah, well, she, he says he needs help somehow, and he'll pay her whatever it takes. She goes straight to some crazy voodoo shit because she gets naked in a tub. She takes like a cereal bath. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and then like kills a chicken. Uh huh. And, and does the you know spitting uh rum, rum, rum yeah, yeah, and stuff and yeah, Sp- yeah. like blowing the cigar smoke on it's. And he wakes up immediately as she yeah. does this. Like, yeah. She <laughs> consecrates her voodoo. He's like, "What the ritual. shit." Yeah, he's not happy. No. What is she doing to him? Like, I, uh, we don't know. Voodoo. Yeah, voodoo. Voodoo. Thing. Yeah, voodoo stuff. Right. She did that voodoo that she do so well. Mm-hmm. Ah, she's and a then, voodoo child. like, they retaliate in, like, a four-second scene where they just yeah. break into her place and throw on a table and kill her. Yeah. And, so. he, and he's just like, that, I guess that's how you know he's bad. Yeah. Just, just to confirm it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she gets murdered like instantly. Yeah. One of the few Which people kind of that renders that whole scene kind of pointless. Yeah. Not but it's one anything. of the few guys that the bad guy will kill immediately. He doesn't do like the Bond villain, I'm going to oh, set yeah. up this trap to kill you and then wander off because he does that like three other times in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what happens is like after, so the Colombians have had their... They, you know, they've had their meeting. He's gone to the voodoo lady, and then he they go to some club that Seagal well, and they, I mean, Keith I, David are. They act- murder the voodoo lady. Yeah, I think it happens before the club. And yeah, it then does. They, yeah, and yeah. then yeah, then they go on the, the way. Club. Yeah, just yeah, just stop, just off. stop yeah, by. Just, hey, this lady woke me up. But yeah, they, but they go to the club where Steven Seagal and Keith David just happen to be hanging out there. Yeah, Irish car, uh, Irish bar. Yeah, like, makes sense for the Jamaicans just, and the Colombians to come throw, in here and throw everything together. Sure, and it just becomes a murder fest for no reason it's yeah just, yeah because at first keith david's like that's the drug dealer from the from the school and Seagal's like man and he, and you know and he has to tell us oh my 13 year old cousin he died of a crack overdose last year and so he says a speech I'm, for later I'm, about how you can't stop the drug the flow of drugs right because yeah. it's like ooh, bad time mm-hmm. yeah yeah but he's he's still like man you know what are you gonna do yeah yeah cousin keith nephew's David's, gonna die keith david just wants some vigilante justice on yeah. somebody and Seagal will not he's not hearing yeah it. He's, he's like come on man let's just still, have a drink <laughs> We're he, not in the shit anymore. Yeah, he is totally Sweden and all <laughs> yeah. that. He's like, I do not care. Mm-mm. He's just like, nah. But yeah. Well, Switzerland, actually, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. Sure. Don't they? They, they both start yeah. with SW. They yeah. do. Yep. Modular furniture and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Interchangeable. The land of Ikea. Right. But yeah, so, uh, of course, <laughs> the Jamaicans just kind of show up. Like, like, the guys are going up the stairs, and the Jamaicans just burst in, machine guns going, and just annihilate these guys mm-hmm. annihilate the bar i well, mean yeah like i mean this is a really full place so it's you know hundreds of people just running out mm-hmm. yeah and keith david is like ushering people out and seagal's like i'm on this yeah <laughs> yeah because like 
Jamaican dude's going to shoot another guy. Yeah, there's one Colombian guy left who and, like flipped over the stairs, but he wasn't dead. Yeah, and Seagal just runs up, grabs the gun, immediately turns it on the yeah, guy. Yeah, did a pretty sweet like reverse gun yeah. reversal move. Mm-hmm. Thing. If he'd shot him doing that move, I would have been more impressed by it. But he was just like, better. he was just like, you know. Stop, he's a man of peace. Well, this bullshit. You wouldn't have had a movie because this is no, the I guy know. that he lets go. I know. <laughs> I know, but yeah, still. Basically, the guy's like, you're a dead man now. You are dead. Which saying this right as he's being put into the cop car, it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's like you, uh, you're, you're just let, adding to charges, Yeah, dude. That's, a, that's, that's a threat there. Yeah. yeah. But that's and when... Uh, Kevin Dunn shows up. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf's dad shows up. Yeah. A hell of a lot he's less annoying us, in this. He's really not his dad. You know that. Oh. Oh. He is. Okay. Trust me. Okay. Huh. But yeah, but he shows up just to give exposition. Yeah, he's just, just like, I like, worked with this guy and he and the Jamaican gangs and uh, everything. Yeah, so. and there's some some chick there who's like the <laughs> expert on all the gang markings a more, in the A voodoo. more pointless character in a movie I don't know if there's ever been. Yeah. Like you wonder if there was some kind of love interest scene that just There had to have been because her first cut. line is like, she's like, he oh. looks fully functional well, or yeah, something. Yeah, like, he says he hasn't yeah. been, he has these. He's out of the game. He hasn't seen action yeah. in a while. Yeah. It looks like he might work okay to me. And it's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Seagal, no. Yeah. But. And she has an, an undescribable accent. I have no oh, idea yeah. what her accent is. Well, that's, the funny thing is. On like, IMDb, you, you, it says she's Polish. Oh, okay. So. Well, you the funny thing is you mentioned Keith David in Roadhouse, and she's very much like the girl in Roadhouse, but with even less of a point. Yeah. I mean, like, because the, the love interest in Roadhouse is so shoehorned in, but at least, oh, yeah. like. Like There's, she gets naked. Well, well, no, but I mean, it's like it's like because <laughs> that's yeah. what that's the why she's in that movie. At, yeah. at least, like she kind of is like does the wet blanket thing of like, are you sure you want to go do this? Yeah. Like she, yeah. this lady just shows up like to, oh, that's a voodoo to give exposition yeah. about voodoo stuff that thing. we don't even care about. No. Like, like we know, we already know. Like if the voodoo guys break into your house and draw creepy symbols on your floor You're and fucked. leave a cow tongue on your door, mm-hmm. I think you got a pretty good idea what that means. Yeah. yeah. But she does say the title of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she that's does, very important. She does end up paying. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're jumping to work. Right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, she just shows up, says that one line, right. and then leaves. And yeah, thankfully. next scene, it's everybody's back at uh, Screwface's lair and <laughs> club, basically. And, mm-hmm. the, and the guy has already been bailed out by an uh, ex-mobster named Finger? Fingers? Jimmy Fingers. Jimmy, Jimmy Fingers. Fingers. Yeah, and they're just like, hey, good to have you back. Yeah, let's go talk drug business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but then he goes like he goes in on, onto this angry Jamaican tirade like about it's, it's, how they it's have like a pep to, talk or something. It's kind of a pep talk, but it's like any man challenge you, you gotta kill him. You take back the streets. Oh, you heard that? I I thought maybe I was understanding they were missing subtitles. It for the most part. Okay. But it was like if I it was one of those things where his accent was so thick if you missed a word, like Gone. you lost the rest of the <laughs> sentence and you'd have to just wait and pick it up at the next sentence. Yeah. Which there's a lot of that in the, like, because that, that, yeah, the Colombian scene, just that guy, they gave him a super thick accent too. Mm-hmm. Well, and plus like, there's lots of parts of this that are in Spanish that they don't bother a subtitle. No. I mean, it's like a lot of it is words you will pick out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, it's just like, yeah, if you don't know nothing about Spanish, it's just like, all right, that's lost dialogue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're not understanding, all you really get from the scene is that they need to go out and kill people because Screwface wants them to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Put me in, coach. I'm which, ready to kill. But then Skull which, and Keith David are just like, let's go pay a visit to. Well, what happens first? They decide after this, they're like, all right, he doesn't like Steven Seagal. So let's go shoot up Steven Seagal's house. No, that's after. No, it's not. No, no, the guy, yeah, because the guy gets out, the, from fingers bails the guy out. Mm-hmm. And 
that's basically it. I mean, it's like it's the guy's like, yeah, this is the guy that you know that fucked that, with that, yeah that stopped me from killing the last of the Colombians, and that's all it took. I mean, Screwface was like, yeah, let's go fuck that guy up. So yeah. they they do a crazy drive by in his house. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, and that's when the because Seagal didn't give a shit prior to that. I mean, he was like, I'm going to stop him from shooting this guy because I'm right here. Yeah, but you're right, you're right. Okay. Like, I, I thought they were like investigating that hotel. No, but, no, no okay. that's later. All right. Seagal got angry back then. That was yeah. true. Yeah. So, so, they, yeah, so yeah, they roll up, they shoot up the, the house. He just, you know, just got home from all of this. Mm-hmm. Hi, sis. And, you know, I think Keith David leaves because you see him go around the corner and mm-hmm. then the you know, bad guy's BMW yeah, come around Yeah, because there the was corner. a shot where we're like, oh, no, Keith David's yeah. going to die because they follow his truck yeah. all yeah. the way out around like, the corner. Oh, and no, we're like, please. <laughs> no, don't blow up the truck with yeah. Keith David in it. Like I said, it's, it's, it's such a weird time in his career where you're like, Maybe he's he's done. Like, yeah. He, well, we did spend most of the movie expecting him to die. Oh yeah, moment. absolutely. And <laughs> we'll explain yeah. later. But but yeah, yeah. So they they shoot up the uh, house and they they hit the niece. Yes. Like, uh, like and I guess Seagal's acting angry. He just kind of uh, well, he's just making Squinty Seagal face. He's yeah, but just, they like trying to push his skull out of his skin. They give the sister <laughs> such a terrible line reading when she's holding the daughter. Well, she, she stands says something up. like they shot my baby. Yeah, I, but I, like it was, it was so bad. I tried to block it out of my mind because it was just like it was one of those like this was supposed to be big and dramatic, yeah, and, it's and just slow she no sells it so yeah. horribly. <laughs> well, then Seagal is just like, it, are you constipated? Like, what's yeah. what's happening here? Yeah, and then they go to the hospital, and doctor gives like five cliches in a row as to oh. what's happening, and. Oh, she's got swelling on the brain. Yeah, needs surgery, surgery, and she's yeah. stable, but she's yeah, critical. Water in the and, knee. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and she took an arrow to the knee. And Seagal's like, "You treat her like she's the president of the United States. Uh, I'll come back for you, girl." Yeah, and he's like, "We treat all our patients." He's like, "No." <laughs> you don't <understand>. And then <laughs> I will hurt you. I will hurt your family. Yeah. yeah, I will do what it takes. And then sister turns on him and is like, "This is all your fault." Smack, smack, smack. And it's like, "See, Seagal, it hurts when you get randomly hit yeah. by yeah. people, even family." And he's he's making his. I just no expression myself, yeah. face, just, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, sister face, but it looks like his angry face. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same face. Yeah. yeah. And he sits with the daughter, with the niece for a minute. Goes face through the entire, the entire yeah, range yeah. of emotion. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> and, and by that, that is singular. Yeah. yeah. I think he's sad. <laughs> I think in the scene he was sad. And yeah. angry. Hard to tell. He was sangry. And hungry. We needed subtitles for his emotions. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's hard to determine. <laughs> Like yeah, Seagal sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then he just leaves. Oh, oh I, wonder, leaves. I wonder if there's an English descriptive track. You know? That would be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> like, Steven Seagal looks yeah. right now. He, we are not sure. <laughs> Fuck, I don't He's know. He's supposed <laughs> to be sad. Normal people would. Oh be Oh my sad god, here. it's Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. But he walks out of that room, oh. and Keith David is waiting out in the hall for him, and they just nod at each other. Yep. It's just like. It's, it's on. on. That, that they, Josh, Josh <laughs> moment right there. Just yeah. I was like, Keith was already like, yeah, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I was ready to kill like thirty minutes ago. He's had a murder boner for like yeah. the entire movie. Yeah. He's just like, let me just kill him. <laughs> I just needed backup. I was gonna yeah. do this myself. Yeah. It's just it's a great shot because it's it's like a guy on a steady cam just walking mm-hmm. backwards, just mm-hmm. following him out as they're just walking towards the camera, looking more and more pissed. Yeah. If if there had been more people, it, it would have been the Buckaroo Banzai mm-hmm. shot, where just yeah. people like keep joining the party without saying a word. Just, yeah. Yeah, join the parade, let's go. That's yeah, what I was kind of hoping they would just call a bunch of Vietnam buddies. And... Uh, I just, I love that nod. I love the nod. Yeah. The, the nod is just great. Mm-hmm. It's time. And it's like, that's why you have Keith David in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's when they go to the right. CD hotel and find fingers. <laughs> 
Yeah, Jimmy Fingers. Jimmy mm-hmm. Fingers, and he's a couple of whores. Yeah, a couple of whores. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they kick the they kick the broads out mm-hmm. and start Bitches talking. Leave. Yeah, start talking to him, and yeah, he's just like. Hey. Tell me what I want to know. Yeah. The guy's like, I'll never tell you anything. It's like, oh, it's just he, well, he keeps coming at him. Guy. Like, I mean, yeah. like he comes at him with a gun. He's just like, slap. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing. He, his... he does a lot of chucking dudes around yeah. rooms. But yeah. this, guy, this guy just doesn't learn the lesson of like, okay, well, I'll pick up whatever's on the thing and try to hit you, and that that gets them thrown yeah, into like, the into mm-hmm. the mirror. Nah. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't know where like random Jamaican guy comes in to join the party. Yeah, like he was like, hanging out in the bathroom or something, which is just extra creepy. Well, <laughs> yeah, but because Seagal is smashing everything in the room mm-hmm. with this dude. Yes. Just yes. chucking him into things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they Jimmy Fingers is just like, well, <laughs> fuck you then, and pulls a gun on him, and Seagal immediately shoots him in the forehead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, he, like, and he wasted absolutely no time. He's just like, no, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah. Just, no. yeah, we're not doing this. So yeah, <laughs> random Jamaican guy comes in, pretty much pulls the th- same thing, gets beat up for his troubles a little bit, and finally, he's like, "Well, if you don't tell me what I want to know, we're going to get in my car and drive around so that everyone can see that you and I are such good friends." And let that go back to Screwface. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Screwface will kill me a thousand times worse than you." It just leaps right <laughs> out the window through the window. Yep, to about whatever six, seven, eight floors down, self defenestration onto, onto a car <laughs> and mm-hmm. dies. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, he d- he just, does the old roof smash. Uh huh. Yeah, but that car. God, gets he moved a little bit up. after he. D- after yeah, he, a little bit. He, yeah, uh, he had to hit his mark. Yeah, uh, but then <laughs> I like that there was someone walking away, and they kind of didn't give a fuck. No, I was just like, well, uh, Jamaican. They know what part of town. It yeah, is. yeah. Jamaicans fall from the sky. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> the weatherman said, "Jamaican yeah, chance of Jamaicans." Ten percent chance of Jamaicans. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what day is it? I forgot my umbrella. Frogs are Jamaicans. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's I, and I love that the next shot is just Steven Seagal walking hurriedly down the alley and getting in the car. Come on, and Keith David, God, Keith David goes, "Well, what happened?" And he goes, "One thought he was invincible, the other thought he could fly." And Keith David goes, "Well, what happened?" He goes, "They were both wrong," <laughs> <laughs> and he just drives off. I was like, "Yes." Yes, I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes. I'm almost yes. certain that was in the trailer, which makes me sad that they ruined that by oh. putting it in the trailer. But it is just like the moment of yes, t- time to murder everyone well, now. It's, it's the blood bank line from Hard to Kill. I mean, there's no other line. Yeah, that's even remotely close to this one. Yeah. Everything else he says. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't okay. So the next scene is is Screwface like playing dominoes or whatever, and he finds yep. out that. Seagal threw this guy out a window. Yeah, somebody comes in and tells him. Yeah, and he, j- man, he he doesn't even kill the messenger. He, he picks random guy. Well, yeah, because he's like he's like he th- smashes his hands down on the table and then just flips the table over like Will Ferrell style, just fuck this, and then breaks off a table leg and just starts beating the first guy within range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like, y- you're gonna go kill his family, yeah. and if you don't, I'm gonna do it. I- I'm gonna do it, and I'm also gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay. We'll go do that. <laughs> yeah. So also barbecue at three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be late. Motivation. Now let's finish this game. Bring Team building exercises. We're going to do the trust fall later. <laughs> Softball game. Deborah, you didn't sign up for the potluck. <laughs> You're bringing plates or bonds. <laughs> oh, yeah, Big go, one. Go kill this guy. Yeah. But yeah, so now this is when, I mean, besides the drive-by, this is when the family gets officially marked for death. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because Seagal goes home and that's when there's a cow tongue on the door 
and big voodoo symbol on the inside of the room, mm-hmm. and it's like a cross on the door. Yeah, too. And, it's and then it becomes the end of the movie, I think, because like that's or no, that, I think that well, all the yeah, all he, the ableists and well, everything that, showed this up. This is the one excuse to show that chick again. Yeah, the the psycholog- right. psychologist or whatever the hell she was. He goes to see the voodoo expert. Yeah, right. and to Who find out says your family's been marked for death. Yeah. And he's like, oh, maybe I should call them. But there's cops and ambulances and everything. Every, like, pr- this many people didn't show up to uh, that we saw sh- showed up for the drive-by, but like, they found some weird shit in the house, and it's like calling everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there's supposed to be cops like keeping an eye on the house. Yeah, there's there's a guard posted outside because yeah. Seagal is like, oh, yeah, they're marked yeah, for death. I should call home because Kevin Dunn shows up one more time and is just like, hey, stay out of this. Yeah, yeah. he's like, okay, and that's it. You know, it's like. Well, Come he on, had a Kevin scene before Dunn. when they were investigating the hotel room. He was like, I know it was Seagal. Yeah. So get me the proof, whatever. Because right. they've got mm-hmm. a Jamaican cop liaison. Yes. Who's working with them, which really goes nowhere. But yeah. Uh, well, not with them. No. Yeah. yeah not until later. But but so Seagal yes. calls home and it's like, you know, where's, you know, look outside. Is the oh, no, guard that's, there? Well, that's not later. First, he, well, it's useless scene, but he goes and talks to voodoo expert yeah. lady. And it's not a romance scene or anything. It's just like random exposition yeah and it still again felt like it was going to be yeah and the problem with the exposition is it's stuff we can figure out already we don't need her to tell us no that he's marked for death and that they're going to kill him yeah because we just heard him Screwface say kill them all yeah (laughs) oh and also this right here this 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 black cross means your entire family's marked for death and yeah he's like yeah i guess i should call home yeah right so yeah he calls and whatever reason his sister is now taking a nap in the house the shot up house mm-hmm. with well, cow tongue on the door her mother apparently was like why don't you go home and get some sleep yeah but i mean i'll still, watch this your house, comatose daughter yeah it's been not, kind of fucked with no i know yeah, I didn't, stay there either. The, didn't they leave the cow tongue on the door wasn't it there when yeah he it was goes still back? there yeah yeah i'm saying like number one you know there's usually places in the hospital for family members to rest yes oh yeah and Absolutely. also a hotel just yeah, yeah sure just throwing it, it out yeah, there don't go back there <laughs> but she Do goes not home. go back to Voodoo the Mark's house. The police should not have let them go back. No, like, not, yeah. They should have taken them to whatever, wherever it is they take people well, to Seagal keep them Well, Seagal and family don't understand cop tape. Because did you notice that? There was one scene, I think, after the bar where they have the whole place taped off. Mm-hmm. And everyone's doing the, you know, the cop, like, going under the tape thing. And Seagal just walks right through it like yeah. he's, cro- you know, finished a marathon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just like, yeah. He doesn't tape. care. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but yes, sister is home and, and he's like, you should probably get out of there right now because I uh, click and you know, someone cuts the phone line. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, I know. I should get out of here. And yes, random Jamaicans show up again and get all voodoo rapey with her. A little bit. Like they're chasing her around and she like. She kicks one in the balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like more show up and then uh, Screwface himself shows up and mm-hmm. they. Well, they've set a scene downstairs. They've lit a bunch of candles. Yes, they have. It's a nice... They've been busy while she was taking her yeah, nap. Yeah, she was napping. They were Mr. lighting Ro- a million Ro- candles. Romantic. It's yeah. fantastic. Girl, you're my yeah. angel. But, um, but yeah. he just, like, brands her with some chicken blood or something. He's like, mm-hmm. you belong to me, blah. Yeah. yeah, I don't want your body. I want your soul. Yeah, I, yeah. I want weird. your dreams. Yeah, dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams. And Seagal has driven, like, 400 miles an hour to get home. Mm-hmm. And, like, pulls into the neighborhood, they see the headlights, and then by the time he pulls into the driveway, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. And we she's just back. like, oh, thank you for coming home where I shouldn't have been in the first place. Mm-hmm. He, I, at this point, he and, makes his... And she's they saying, knew it was Stephen Fox. They, like, they knew they, they needed to oh, go. Yeah. Family is done. vanished out of the movie. Yeah, so yeah. Is, well, so is niece. I mean, like, niece I maybe got better. We don't know. Yeah. We never know. Nope. Yeah. We never know what happened to that kid. Because <laughs> I, at this point, yeah, it's like, all right, now it's, it's proper murder time. Mm-hmm. Because... They go to random gun dealer. 
right? Like Keith David and, and mm-hmm. Seagal go to random gun guy. Just a dude he knows. Mm-hmm. Order a bunch of guns. Then go to a warehouse and start prepping said gun. What is it? He no, asks they, if no, right, that's no, what, not till later. Oh no, no, okay. There's what, the whole scene where they do the car chase with them because they see guys. They oh, yeah, they stake right. them out. Okay, that's so right, there's yeah. a drug deal that's going to happen. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. And this leads to them doing some sweet jumps. Oh yeah, like in the yeah, one day yeah. the they BMW. Yeah, they drive through a park and yeah. then they go off like uh, through city streets and an embankment onto the street and they, that. Bronco they're driving bounces big time. Like Oh yeah. That was a stunt that almost went wrong. Oh yeah. Cuz it on its like second bounce you were like, "Oh god, that guy's yeah. not going to recover." Yeah, that shit's <laughs> going to roll in a second. Yeah. But But they end up launch uh, the the bad guys launch through a department store. Yeah. Which is yes. some jewelry store. Man, this leads to some pretty good just guys running at Seagal and Seagal oh. doing his hand slapping nonsense where they just fly through him and into glass and Oh yeah. And well, he's just like Picking guy like he, the one guy, he just grabs him by the back of the shirt and is smashing his head into every case, every display along case. the way. Like this is just the old school shit I love, yeah. where it's like we got this set built and we are just gonna trash it. Mm-hmm. We are gonna trash everything in here. Yeah. The hero doesn't care if anything gets destroyed. Nobody cares. Well, the, this, the, the best part of him not caring is one of the dudes has a lady, like a, a sales lady, oh. as a hostage, and he's like, I don't know her. I don't care. Kill her. I have no idea who she is. I don't give a shit about her. Go ahead. And as he's doing that, he's just walking towards yeah. the guy and gets close enough and just punches him dead in the face. <laughs> punches him so hard the guy goes flying yeah. back. And then, but he also grabs the chick and chucks her out of yeah, the way. Yeah, he's like, "You're safe." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fly, be free. But and these guys are he just actually like, what you didn't see because it wasn't framed. He actually snapped her neck. Oh, okay. he's like yeah. he, he really didn't care about her. Yeah. No, <laughs> did not give two shit. He was mad that she got him. Uh, that was the most yeah. genuine acting he's ever done. Yeah, he was mad that she yeah. slowed him down for his exactly. rampage. <laughs> he had to deal with that first. But and yeah, I, he gets the one like you know he does a lot of just grab the guy, th- toss him around. And then one guy, he pins him down, grabs his arm, twists it, and then just fucking Snap. snaps it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so and good. Like, this is the beginning of like the <laughs> real yeah. good arm snapping yeah. shit. Yeah. Because we'll say there has only been like basically that very opening super brief fight scene where he chopped off the dude's arm. Mm-hmm. And then like half a second of him in the bar with the one guy that gets arrested. And yeah. he really hasn't done much. No. Other than that. No, the bulk of the movie was him just going, I don't want to get involved. I mean, it's it's weird because it follows that same structure of Hard to Kill where it's just like, there's some stuff in the beginning and then it's a whole bunch of, yeah. let's go back and forth with him and not have any action. Yeah. And then it's like, no, fuck it. It's action time. Right. And, and the best part of this whole sequence is towards the end where he's finishing off two guys and there's one guy left who's just weary, like on his knees. And Keith David just comes into the shot with his shotgun and just punches that guy in the face with his gun. With oh, the gun. Yeah. Yeah. He just swings dude. it like a bat. Yeah. He's just he like, just hits oh, that guy this guy's not down yet. Wham! Oh, <laughs> and he's that so shot. thrilled. He's just like, I'm going to fuck this guy up. That was that was my favorite shot of the movie, strangely. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, that felt like from a different movie. That felt like a, a wonderful shot from, like, I Come in Peace. Yeah. Just like, mm-hmm. a, like an afterthought of... I mean, let Keith David do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> well, because he kind of vanished throughout that scene and he just walks back in to wreck a guy yeah. with a shotgun. Remember, yeah. you have a sidekick. Watch. I'm still awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this leads to Seagal going home again for mm-hmm. some reason. And that's when he gets attacked by the bulldozer and the, yeah. the dump truck or whatever, <sighs> which takes him forever to figure out what's going on. Cause he's like, he's going home and he reaches a construct. He reaches a construction site and he's just like, 
are you kidding me? Come on. And then he, he takes a detour and there's another construction line. He's like, oh, with the construction, geez. You know, and then like... It's the best Steven Seagal impersonation ever. <laughs> Thanks. And then like... Oh, <laughs> like no, bulldozer, bulldozer stops doing whatever bullshit it's doing and comes at Seagal's car and he's just like... Uh, and the <laughs> dump truck comes up behind him and he's still just like... <laughs> waiting like, I hope they get out of my way. And <laughs> they just smash into him. And... He then goes through this process of slightly banging on everything in the car trying to get out. There was no reason for his door not to work after the no, initial contact. No, but he was just like, eh, door doesn't work. I can't get the... Nah. And that's when Screwface shows up because they've, they've smashed the top of the car with the, mm. with the bulldozer. And he's like, I brought the Queen of Fire or whatever he says and throws a Molotov uh, cocktail in there. Say hello to my sister, the goddess yeah, of fire. And throws it in the back seat, which is not where mm. Seagal is. And he just walks away. He's like, well, I guess yeah, Seagal will just burn up and I'll, that'll though. be the end of that. Mm-hmm. And Seagal, who we should point out is very thin in his early career, is able to squeeze out of a tiny opening yeah, between the, the windshield and squeeze the, between yeah, anything. Yes. Yeah. Whereas today, he would just, it's, today Seagal would be dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seagal today would have died right there. The movie would have ended and Keith David would have had to save the day. <laughs> but he gets out and there's a good car explosion. Yeah. And he's just like, wow. Just as he runs away. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, now so he's pissed every, because they wrecked his car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so this is when they go. Yeah. Random military, ex-military guy, go get guns. Yeah. From the back of the truck. And they get a freaking arsenal. Yes, yeah. they do. But then they have to go prep the guns because they go to the warehouse and they're, you know, they're sawing ends off of mm-hmm. shotguns, yeah. you know. Yeah, and at this point, the uh, the Jamaican cop has joined them. He's like, "I've been chasing him for years." Yeah, I've been. Yeah, he's like, "You're gonna screw Kingston. up my case," and yeah. and Seagal's like, "You know," and again, arm on shoulder, yep. like, "Buddy." Yeah, you know, you. threes a a team oh or whatever. One. Yeah, he's doing yeah, that God. thing. <laughs> it's just like, why don't you just join us? And the guy's like, "Yeah, all right." Yeah, threes a not a crowd. It's <laughs> a weird thing. Like they they. His hand was on his shoulder mm-hmm. in like camera one, and not on his shoulder in camera mm-hmm. two, sure. and yeah. they kept swapping back and forth really fast. And yeah. I'm like, either his hand is really fast, <laughs> magic, or yeah, you don't even see. It. I mean, Seagal is fast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, they do yeah. gear up. Yeah, and yeah. They, they show him using like a silent sniper rifle, mm-hmm. and, and he says a really terrible line about it too. Like, when she whispers. Oh, when this girl whispers in your ears, blah, 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 won't die feel good. You, you die, you're dead. Yeah. And they're all just like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, as she said, like, oh, God, he's been making silencer jokes all day. <laughs> 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 and they're all terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, next shot is a plane landing in Jamaica, and we're like, I guess they shipped a crate of guns to Jamaica. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, Screwface has gone home, so I guess yeah. we're taking the fight to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. And I think first of all, well, they run into some random guy. I didn't understand this. They run into some random guy, and I guess he's like an he's an informant because he's like mm-hmm. this girl hangs out with Screwface. Yeah, but there's a good ten minutes of no Seagal in Jamaica. Like they right. didn't bring well, him along. They did not. It, it was a little weird. Was, <laughs> Let me give you a little hint. They did not. No, I know. But I just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. It, it's it's Jamaican cop and Keith David walking the streets of Jamaica. And then, like, they go to this nightclub to find this girl who might have seen Screwface at some point. And it's weird. Like, they do this whole, like, scene of, like, look at how sexy she is. Yeah. It's just like, the fuck? And Seagal's wearing a puffy jacket that is, and no shirt underneath it, which is halfway unzipped. <laughs> and he's just, he's just sort of, just 
gliding around this bar looking at her and the camera is doing these gross camera movements yeah, like I mean, look well, at her ass it's just weird can we talk about the song that's playing at that time sure, sure. Why not? Yeah. because Screwface is mentioned by name <laughs> was he mentioned by name yes. I must have missed that that somehow. was like the first was line <laughs> of the song was Screwface you're gonna get yourself killed mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. something about See, like yeah, you, you were freaking out the, back you there. Have, you, you have poisoned the children. Yeah, you were like, guys, guys, your, your reign will come to an end, <laughs> yeah. and like, it's basically narrating the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I and I said, oh no, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, oh it's no, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, this might qualify yes. for Stargrove because of that. Because of a reggae song that is exactly saying the plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. And mentioning characters by name. Yeah, that yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, but either way, she shows up and says, yeah, he killed my sister because the deal went wrong, so fuck that guy. Right. And so the guy's like, just tell me what I need to go <laughs> so I can do what I need to do. Yeah, and then she's <laughs> done. That's what I'm and then this, she's gone. This weird. This movie's so weird with its, I mean, let's face it, it's kind of misogyny because it's like the, there's the love interest serves no purpose. This mm. lady serves no purpose, but they spent more time showing her in weird creepy ways that yeah. she yeah. has lines of dialogue i know and the voodoo lady has no purpose no <laughs> so get no. naked and do voodoo things oh yeah it's just it's i'm just saying it's weird you think maybe like kelly lebrock was hanging out on set it's like these women do not let them touch Stevens it could have been that it seems like it you know because it's possible it's, it's it, weird. It is, it is It is. very weird. Yeah, because you usually think when you've got a badass action guy that some woman in the movie should be allowed to touch him and mm-hmm. go, you know, hey, why don't we, you know, go have the sex? Yeah. <laughs> is that how you talk to your wife? If you know Sometimes. Hey, why don't we go have <laughs> the sex? Just mention business time. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just point to my watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, either, yeah. either so way, she's, yeah, she's, she's in there for just to show her dance this and whole, then she's yeah, gone. This whole scene is kind of stupid because she's just kind of like, yeah, he's over there. It's just a point. And, and also Jimmy he, Cliff in the movie. Also, he, yeah, well, also he killed my sister, so I'm going to help you because mm-hmm. by telling you he's where you probably could have just listened mm-hmm. to the screams and gunfire. Yeah, it's yeah. the big palace where all the yeah. criminals are. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they, so they set up shop, just they show Seagal sniping a few dudes. Mm-hmm. With his silent sniper rifle. And then he keeps making hand gestures. Oh, yeah. But I I don't think he knows what those mean. There's especially no way Keith David knows what he's doing. Mm Because he's like doing shadow puppets at one point, just flapping and pointing Mm -hmm. and three, two, one. And then they're all just looking at him like, yep, okay. (laughs) And they're so conspicuous sneaking in. Like, like it's well, especially him. He's the one who scales the building. Well, first of all, he snipes like three guys. They do that quietly. And yeah. then it's like, all right, I guess that's enough of the guards yeah. to take out and silently. He, yeah, and then he throws a bomb in a shed mm-hmm. and get and takes a position on the roof or something. And no, the he, other guys he scales are in the, the bushes. roof and then goes over a wall. Okay, and then so he, he's just, on he the pulls out part. a little detonator and goes beep yeah. and puts on his night vision goggles. Yes. Oh, that, that is the worst. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so pointless. Keith David and 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 Jamaican cops job is to just shoot everybody that comes out and goes oh what bomb well, meanwhile, <laughs> yes Gaul exactly <laughs> sneaks into well i mean let's be fair it's a well-lit room because movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's sneaking through this room where everybody's panicking and except for Screwface, it's like everyone else is panicking he's just walking through the room like don't mind me yeah mm-hmm. night With vision night goggles, vision goggles. Yeah, and carrying and, a shotgun yeah yeah and so, like, he just basically bypasses everybody and ends up in the secret voodoo mm-hmm. lair. Right. Yeah, meanwhile, Keith David and that other dude are just gunning dudes yeah. down outside. 
Yeah. Keith David Anybody is having fun. Up. Like, real Keith David is having a shitload oh, yeah. of fun. Oh, yeah, because he's got a giant machine gun. He's yeah. strapped with bullets. He's got a shotgun for backup. And he's just... He's yeah, got he's a sweet got, like, gun face at one point. fed guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's just, like, murder yeah. face. Yeah. Keith David's got a good gun face. Yes, mm-hmm. he does. So, yeah. So, Skull's in, in, in the voodoo lair, and uh-huh. Screwface comes in, and they, they fight. And well, well, he gets, he he gets tied down bright, like, yeah. briefly. Yeah, he gets, he gets jumped. And yeah, he gets caught. Uh, it's one of those like, oh, I forgot how to fight because oh, curse my, you know, my blind spot in the back there. Mm-hmm. So he he gets briefly strapped down, and then for no reason he frees himself and beats up the three henchmen. Well, he rips through the ropes, sure, or whatever straps he's yeah. tied down with. He just whatever. goes. Rah! Well, he has one arm free, and he beats up a few dudes with that, and mm-hmm. then yanks the other arm free because yeah. he's awesome. Sure, yeah, yeah, and and it's a really brief fight. Like I mean, he. He takes out Screwface really quickly. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he tosses a couple dudes around and he does. This was the first time because I saw this movie in like, you know, 91, 92 right. when it first came out on video. This is the first time I'd ever seen the get the guy's arm over your shoulder and then just snap the forearm off. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does that to one of the guards, you know, and of course the guy's got the long sleeves on, so it's easier to do it. But uh, it's I so really hope good. I can do that to somebody someday. It's the it's worst. It's so good. He gets <laughs> that guy right over his shoulder and just breaks his forearm right off. And it's not like, oh, you broke the bone. It looks like he ripped the forearm off at mm-hmm. the elbow. Yeah, like you should have then pulled out yeah. the broken part of the arm and started hitting him with it. <laughs> it's yeah. sort of like a like a like a crab yeah, leg. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> break it, pull it out, and then just start beating him with it. Exactly. Yeah. But of of course, Screwface <laughs> like doesn't even take a hint from this. Like, wow, he just fucking snapped that guy's arm off. Screwface yeah. thought He's he was like, a badass. Yeah. And he had a sword. Out, but so. they have they have a really fast fight. He gets the sword away from him and chops Screwface's head off. Yeah. I mean, and with like, a quickness. Yeah, like really quick, and we're like, whoa. Yeah, like, like stabs him in the gut, holy swings shit. around, and just thought like that was yeah. a really weird and quick death for our big villain of the movie but yeah to the point where even seagal is like huh yeah he makes yeah. A, a slightly different face <laughs> like mm-hmm. but w- well well the, the the useless girl in the bar yeah had also said something like he's everywhere because he has two heads and four eyes and mm-hmm. it's just like oh i wonder what that means yeah, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah so he chops his head off and then the next scene is them pulling up to the warehouse where the motivational speech or Actually, it's not the same one. It looks like the same one. Yeah. Pretty much all the same guys are there. Yeah. And he pulls up, and and they walk in. Well, before they get out, Keith Davis, something like, I don't think this is over yet, man. Yeah. Yeah. And they walk in, and the plan is, is like, they have Screwface's head in a bag, and they tell everyone to fuck off that Screwface is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's his, you know, here's his yeah. voodoo stick. And also, by the way, here's his head. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Screwface is dead. Maybe we should fuck off before they kill us. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Seagal is just straight up saying... If you stick around, I will fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah. like is I, I, that he was told as early on as I can think. You st- you kill Screwface, you steal his power, and everyone yeah. has to do what you say, right. which is like that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's Highlander. Well, I like, yeah. I like <laughs> that they're wielding his head like it's Medusa. I know exactly. They pull it out, just oh. <laughs> and they're all like, "Oh shit!" But, but yeah, they but, start backing out of the room, and Jamaican cop is up against the door. And just sword comes through sword him. Comes out of his chest, and then Screwface Two has what? appeared. <laughs> they did a nice thing with this shot, where the the yeah. dude was holding the head, yeah, and so he gets the sword through him, and as he falls down, Screwface Two's head is behind Screwface yeah. One's head. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, "What's up, bitches?" Yeah, <laughs> and the guys are like, "Oh, he's still alive, Wagwan, bitches!" <laughs> so yeah. yay! And then Screwface runs away mm-hmm. to an elevator and takes off. Yes. Come get me, Bumba Clot. 
Yeah. And so they, they just get in this big gunfight yeah. where Keith David gets hit in the leg. Yeah. And then he's like, but they get go the on without shell. me and I'll yeah. guard this. Yeah. This. I, got, I got the stairwell and all these yeah. guys. Cause like they shut the door and it's like, okay, if these guys come out, I'll shoot them, which they do start coming out one by one. He's just like, blam. Yeah. <laughs> Another it's one comes up. You guys shouldn't just walk through the door like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dumb. Yes. Steven Skull follows Screwface 2 up mm-hmm. the stairs and follows him around. And random guys will come out and attempt to prevent him from getting to Screwface. But now he's in full on. He has a mission. Mm-hmm. And so everybody that comes out gets oh, wrecked. Yeah. Like he beats really? a dude down with a sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like everyone that comes oh. out to stop him from chasing Screwface gets beat fast and bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I found it funny. They they end up in like this corner of this warehouse or whatever they're in, just, where there's just a table with all these just things for Seagal to murder people uh, with on. That's well, the only reason this well, starts off tools. with a stick. I mean, he has, yeah. Oh yeah. He's wielding the voodoo stick, right? And he gets that knocked out of his hand, so he's like, "Oh, I upgraded to a hammer. Now I have a sledgehammer." Yeah. And, Beats the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> yeah, so whatever they come at him with, he just does his little blah, 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 and yeah. <laughs> they are immediately disarmed, and then he beats them with a pickaxe or whatever. And, and, and the funny thing is, like, there's this one point where he thinks he's done, and we think he's done, and he picks back up the stick, and, like, this one really enthusiastic guy comes out of nowhere <laughs> and just gets it really bad. Like, I think he, that's when he does the compound leg break or something. Oh, yeah. Like, he, guy, oh. he kicks his he knee the, the opposite yeah. direction. Oh. Yeah, the guy yeah. the guy kicks him. He grabs the guy's leg and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he kicks the other leg that the dude yeah. is standing yeah. on. Yeah. Like, that's what's great is he goes for the joints mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, all right, that guy's done. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, wait, this voodoo stick is actually a hidden sword. So mm-hmm. he pulls out the sword and is like, mm-hmm. all right, let's go sword fighting. Yeah. But apparently... Screwface 2, the brother had the same stick made with the same mm-hmm. sword because sure. they meet up, you know, like Luke We're and Darth twins, Vader twinsies. and mm-hmm. start, you know, having kind of a slow you and I. lightsaber yeah. fight here. And Screwface 2 kind of beats him up for a bit. Like yeah, he's smashing his head mm-hmm. in the back of the wall. Is that for, I forgot how to fight again. Yeah. Thing. It's pretty good. To, I mean, he is comically slamming his head into that wall like yeah. 10 or 12 well, times. Also, they've also made it. Now they're in a club. Like they're yeah. in, they're in the middle of a, of a dance room, so it looks cooler. Well, one lights. of them gets thrown over the DJ yeah. booth, which kicks on just the mm-hmm. lights and everything. I'm like, I just wanted him to say "Let's dance," but he didn't. Yeah, because <laughs> he was too pissed off. It takes two to tango. <laughs> yeah. so, but they're sore fighting, sword fighting, and then they go through the wall. Yeah. Well, he Screwface had you know when he's smashing him mm-hmm. against the wall, mm-hmm. Seagal eventually like through his stupor just reaches up grabs oh, yeah. him by the face and gouges both his eyes out. Yeah, yeah just instantly. just. <laughs> and then Screwface is like not letting go of him. He's like, fuck this. Well, I think I think Seagal is a natural stud finder. So as he was being beat up against the wall, he <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, it's clear here. Yeah, so he this... just turns him around and just right through the hollow part of the wall into mm-hmm. the next room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> God. Steve. This Screwface, like he, he's got his eyes gouged out, but he's still fighting. Sure. Not and for much longer. No, <laughs> no but longer for a minute. Seagal grabs him and like g- gets him under the hip and under the shoulder and just picks him up and then jams him down on his knee and just uh, snaps him, this dude's back. Gives him a backbreaker. The backbreaker yeah. to yeah. end all oh, backbreakers. Yeah. But Which, no, like, literally. they show this guy bent over, yeah. like just folded in half practically mm-hmm. over his knee. And they're like, oh, he's dead. And well, then that's he's a like, shame. no, fuck <laughs> this. Tosses him down an elevator shaft. That's- where he doesn't just fall cleanly like most movie villains do. No. He's bouncing off the walls and shit and then like lands on just giant metal spike, which of yep. course is at the bottom of every elevator shaft. Which yeah. also the bottom is the bottom door is open for whatever reason for so that all the henchmen can look at him and go, Jesus. Well, it was yeah. one of those open elevators. Oh, sure. Yeah. But yeah, they're all just Crazy. standing there like they were waiting for yeah. like, well, I wonder when Screwface is going to fall down the shaft. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. 
Shit. Well, fuck. I guess we belong to you now. And, so yeah. <laughs> and he just and and then after he after the dude lands and they show the shot of just the broken body laying on this thing, he just goes, "Hope they weren't triplets." Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's all right. And that is Good the luck. last line of the movie. Right. Because yeah. after that, it's yeah. him carrying the cop, the dead cop. Mm-hmm. Keith David and carrying Keith David two, carrying guns. two guns and limping out. Yeah. Not even the big gun. He's got two yeah. handguns. Yeah. And they just show them limping down the alleyway mm-hmm. and suddenly credits start rolling up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, to be clear, a no longer FBI guy. DEA. And a no longer DEA guy and a high school football coach have just murdered half the criminal population of both chicago and jamaica yep heroes no resolution to that no, no resolution to the guys coming in the the kevin dunn character or any of that no resolution to if the kid lives or dies none of that is resolved whatsoever think kevin dunn's gonna give a shit if they murder a bunch of people in jamaica if, if i don't know if he goes by the book why <laughs> it's not their book it's a totally different book yeah but he murdered all these guys in chicago Man. that's jurisdiction he killed at least one of the two screw faces in the united states no, no. Well, he just, was a you, cop. They were, that was if you just kill one. both screw faces, does it just negate everything? It's like yeah, if you absolutely. kill one, it's great. If you kill both, it's synergy. It is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Circle is now complete. Yeah. But yeah, right. just ends credits. Yeah. None <laughs> of that stuff needs to be revo- resolved. Yeah. It, in movies, it kind of does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. You just I, we he, don't want to see the he's paperwork done the th- they'd have to fill out. Right. He's done the thing. I'm not talking about paperwork. I'm talking about Kevin Dunn rolling up and just giving him a high five or something like, wow, good work. It's assumed that he's going to be okay. It's just he's done the he's done thing, like the thing that <laughs> yeah, he need to sure. do. He'll just he call his old do. boss and be like, "This is the shit you want me to do, right?" Yeah, yeah. Tell okay, the president. Good. President's going to love this. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that, that can just be safely assumed. All right, fair enough. Do we award the whole movie a Stargrove because of one song? I guess we kind of do. I mean, that is that is pretty much the Stargrove is either on or off. There is, is no Star, yeah. It is Stargrovey as hell. That, that is <laughs> that song on yeah. its own. Yeah. Even though I didn't understand every word he was saying. We don't have to like it. No. <laughs> I barely understood any words it was saying. Oh, I got some of it. I mean, like, I was laughing because, like, I mean, they were showing shots of her and it's like, wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ugh. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, Stargrove, fine. Yeah. <laughs> the reluctant So with that Stargrove. out of the way. <laughs> well, I didn't say okay on the Stargrove yet. Oh. It's got to be unanimous. All right. All right. I thought it was just by definition. <laughs> so is, does it get a Stargrove? I guess it has to. <laughs> Thanks for drawing so that out. So just like yeah. this movie, you have, drawn, you have added an extra scene that was not necessary. Yes. <laughs> Lots of weird, awkward shots of you dancing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we do you guys do, think? We do those. Uh, it's, it's definitely three jocks for me. Um, I, and I will admit that I have a healthy dose of nostalgia for this movie. In fact, enough nostalgia that I was like, why are we doing Marked for Death? Why are we watching this movie? This is not a movie for us. Until I watched yes, it. it and is. yeah, yeah it, it, it kind of is bad, but it's it's still pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's, there's, Keith David is wonderful, you know, gunning dudes down. Just In general, just being Keith David. All he has to do is show up and be himself. Yep. And he and, lives. And he lives, which is, which is which is nice. They live, both of them. <gasps> Yeah. So Chuck, uh, I can give it two jocks. I, I, I do like the line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the whole car chase into department store. Yeah. Fight stuff. That's awesome. Some of the fight stuff at the end is pretty good. 
I, I just think there's huge chunks of this movie where it's just the, the, the giant chunk of this movie of Seagal in his prime playing a character who's like, I don't want to do anything is disappointing, especially mm-hmm. in hindsight where you're like, man, those first four, four Seagal movies kick ass. And you're like, no, they they kind of do in relation to his last 50 movies, which mm-hmm. suck, but they're still not terrifically great. Yeah. They're awkward. And if Keith David had not been in this, it would have been really slow. Because yeah. it would have been like, who cares? <laughs> well, I remember you saying, like, when they were in the bar, you're like, oh, somebody's going to get wrecked in this bar. Oh, yeah. And it just doesn't happen. And it almost makes me wonder if they put that in Out for Justice a year later, mm-hmm. where he just wrecks those dudes in the pool hall. Yeah. If they put that in oh, specifically geez. as yeah. a response to everyone going, what the hell? Well, I mean, I kind of felt like that scene where the, he gets thrown into the room with all the stuff on the table. It kind of felt like that was a scene that they threw in because there wasn't enough going on at the end because mm-hmm. it was so self-contained that he just sort of like got thrown and suddenly is in like this warehouse of hardware. Yeah. That just seemed like we need another scene of mm-hmm. him kicking ass. So yeah. I, the pacing of this movie is way off. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I needed more like keep me interested in this. And make a different face, <laughs> please. Mm-hmm. I'm begging you. Show some emotion of some kind. Yeah. So Harlow, um, I'm going to go ahead and give it three jocks. I think Seagal is by far. I think of if any of the slightly big action heroes, he's just the worst. <laughs> he's a blight. I mean, he just really is. Like, <laughs> and think about how he runs. He runs, he runs awful. terribly. He has. I mean, there's just he's got zero charisma and. Akito, while is, is is very useful, is kind of boring to watch on screen. To watch a guy just always stand there and have people come at him, mm-hmm. and there and and Steven Seagal is going to waddle through this window just and say, fuck you up. I'm just saying it looks lazy on screen. It, it, it's a la- it looks like a lazy style of fighting. Well, yeah, it looks like he just lets guys run at him and yes. then he throws them. But uh, but I was saying like Bruce Lee did the same thing, but. He also, that's not all he did, you know, like when Bruce Lee would just stand there and let guys come at him, he was actually fast and awesome and, you know, sold it. I mean, like Steven Seagal do that and and has the same faces when he was looking at the daughter in the hospital. Like his expression doesn't change and it just, it makes it boring. That's how good he is. But Keith David being in this movie and gleefully, uh, you know, rifle butting the guy in the store and I don't know, that one line is good, uh, you know. And the and just the general mayhem at the end is mm-hmm. kind of makes up for it. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not a Steven Seagal fan. I never really have been. I, I, he has th- moments. Well, to what you were saying about the Aikido stuff, it's it's a dangerous balance on film because like you can do it a couple times and it looks really cool. But if you keep doing it, it shows all of its tricks right away. It's yeah. like if a guy or two comes at you and you do the, the hand flipping like I'm distracting you and throwing you through me thing. It's like, oh, that's badass. But if he keeps doing it for like five or six guys, you start to go like, this looks really dumb. This is just not cool to look at. Yeah. Yeah. So there's you, one scene where they're like four guys and they just keep running at him. And he's like, nah. I just, I just mean, tossing it, him it over just, his shoulder. Sloppy. Even, even when he was young like this, young and thin. Yeah. I mean, it's it's even worse now. And, and anytime he you know started to get chubby, is like he always looked like a guy who had back problems. That's what he always reminded me of. Like I could see that guy trying going, to not move as much yeah, as he can. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, he just looked like a guy who's like, you know, was fifty and still trying to do action movies, yeah. but he broke his back. Like I mean, it looked like Stone Cold when he came back and it's like, no, you you fucking ruined your back. Like yeah, you right. can't move anymore. Yeah. yeah. And and. 
It's just he even looked like that as a young guy, and it's just weird. Well, like that thing. I think it's just where that it's, style is. Yeah, yeah but or like, the way he does that style, it's just like what you were saying when those three guys came out. He was just sort of like in a pile of three guys, and he just sort of throws them, t- twists them up, and throws them around. It's like a Three Stooges bit. It's like mm-hmm. it, it's not cool. It's just it's almost jokey, and it does it doesn't fit right with yeah, the tone it, of the movie. It's it just like it's like r- just bonk their heads together while you're yeah. at it. Why don't you? It doesn't <laughs> look really like really spectacular on film yeah i guess i mean i've seen him do it like in training and stuff and it's like holy shit that's that's legit yeah. i'm not saying it couldn't fuck somebody up I'm yeah just saying it doesn't but it's it not just it it's well. like it may i mean he's he was actually fucking good at this shit oh yeah absolutely um, absolutely probably still is pretty decent at it i, I still wouldn't I mean, come at him i would fuck no, with him yeah um, I'd run around him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would just you jog could just jog for, away. Yeah. I would jog me, for fifteen seconds. <laughs> but, uh, I would fu- I would fuck with him by going like, "Oh my god, Steven Seagal!" So he's like, "Hey, I'm Steven Seagal," and then I just run away. Yeah, be like, I wasn't actually that impressed with just by beating him. Throw yeah. a st- I just like, like throw his ego a little bit, and then just like run. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. throw a little stick yeah, at him. Ego stick. No, ego just like, stick. "Hey, Steven Seagal, you're in the movies," and then throw a stick at him. He'll be like, "Hey," and then oh, and then he'll right waddle after you. Um just going to check behind me real quick to make sure he's not in the room. That's no, Chuck Norris. You'd hear um, him behind you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going three. Okay. It's a high three. I, I was close to a four, but it's so there's so much dead space. And, there's and you know, in talking about it now, realizing how many pointless characters and scenes there are that could flat out be cut from the movie and would not change a single thing, that, yeah, I can only go three, even though I, I really enjoyed the second half of this movie. And I... Love movies where the bad guy just gets it fucking rough. And this bad guy gets it fucking rough at the end. But he deserves it because he's like, no, he keeps fucking with his family. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where it's like, no, you have to kill this guy or he'll never stop. Yep. So at least Seagal has an excuse to chuck him, to gouge his eyes out, break his back, and toss him down an <laughs> elevator shaft to get impaled. Mm-hmm. I love that back breaking. That's just yeah. Weird. So There's something magical about it. Yep. Mm. Right. Yeah. Look. So three jocks. It just feels weird to give this the same rating as Hard to Kill because if I had to pick the two, I would pick this one every single time over Hard to Kill. Really? Yes. It, well, I mean, I think Hard to Kill is a lot better main movie. I mean, yeah, it but I just more, don't. Much fun. But. Yeah, but Hard to Kill, it's almost like fast forward to the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least this one you got Keith David to keep you interested somewhat in the middle of it. See, I'd rather watch Under Siege. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just movie. talking about ones we've watched for the yeah. show, and I and I given identical ratings to sure. you know, yeah, this yeah. one's definitely a higher three than that one let's take a break we need to take yep. a break long half Welcome back. Hey, hey Mepcast, second half, second half. Let's do half. some more halving. Second half. One more. One so, more. um, movies, shit, man. We we haven't watched many. We we've had shit going on like Grand Theft Auto Five and Chuck's doing terrible horror movies. Oh, I'm watching movies. Maggie's mm-hmm. getting yeah. married and shit, oh. selling houses. I'm playing GTA. Yeah, yeah that was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did. I, my brain is yeah, you're playing is GTA gone. while we yeah, were talking. Right, I am. So I've I, become I, GTA. I did manage to watch a couple movies. I don't have a lot to say about any of them, so I'll just rattle them off real fast. I, I did get a chance to watch This Is the End, which you said you went and saw. I think yeah, I saw it in the theater. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a really solid movie, and it's really strange that 
it feels as big budgeted as it is. I mean, it's still a very tiny Seth Rogen and crew, mm-hmm. you know, all the yeah, all the Judd Apatow people. Yeah. Small movie, but it's got a weird, very large budget behind it too. Mm-hmm. So it, oh it, yeah, it goes in some very strange places, and it gets way bigger than you think it will. Yeah, and it, I mean, it just does a lot of things that I'm still kind of shocked. I, I guess they still have that that weird credit that they can kind of do whatever they want on film mm-hmm. and say things that it's like, really? Really? And you're, you're saying slash doing that. Okay. All right. Just go with it. But yeah. Um, if, if you haven't seen it and you didn't see the world's end, they would make a, a fantastic pairing. Cause it, it's the straight same kind of, it's like, here's, here's the American version of a adult version of the apocalypse. And here's the British version of it. And they're both good in their completely own ways. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, unlike a lot of those other similar movies that have come out, they they would make a good pair. Like there's not a there's not a very obvious uh, bad version of the two. I, I'm trying to think of an example. Like I, everyone loves Armageddon, but Deep Impact's better. Yeah, you're damn right it is. Um, yeah, I mean it's like the Dante's Peak volcano thing. I mean there's always a clear winner. Sure, mm-hmm. it's all the body switching movies. Yeah. Like. So, but yeah, these are both good in their own ways. So I. I liked it. I don't really have much more to say to that, but it's yeah. definitely worth watching. I mean, if you if you hated, if you hate Pineapple Express and you hate all those kind of people, obviously don't watch it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen Pineapple Express, watch that first because it'll be better if you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. You both saw it, so I can ask both of you this question. Does I liked Pineapple Express, but okay. part of my problem with Pineapple Express was that there were times when the dialogue felt super improv-y. Like, you could tell they were just like, what's the craziest thing I can say? Mm-hmm. And th- so the flow of the dialogue felt disjointed because they were taking, like, this joke from this conversation and this joke from this other take and so forth and I so think, forth and so on. I think on. it works better in this because they're all supposed to be themselves. Okay. Air quotes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it just works that someone might have to think about saying something clever before they just say it. Okay. Instead of scripted. Yeah. So anytime there might be improving, it, it just feels natural. Sometimes it works in movies, and then other times it just, like, when I saw The Hangover 2, and you could just tell, it was like, okay, this is the 30th take that Zach Galifianakis has done, and he said a crazy thing, and let's just use that take, right. mm-hmm. even though no one would say this ever. Yeah. That kind of thing just really bugs me, and it bugged me a lot in Pineapple Express, so. Okay, well. And then you might have a problem with this movie. You might. It, I, not to a point where I didn't like it. I did like Pineapple Express, and I liked how crazy action-y it got towards the end, but. Well, there's a lot more of that in this. Yeah, but the the... You can see the improv structure in certain scenes where it's like it goes beyond reason as far as like misunderstanding what someone's saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the whole intentionally misunderstanding something yeah. stuff to keep the scene going. Okay, that's that's there's the, there's a bit of that that shows up. There, there's one part of that, and I think it's kind of out there. Like, that's the one thing people had a lot of problem with that they. I don't want to be spoilery, but I mean, I think it's the one thing people kind of got up in arms about this movie about. So I don't know if I should say it or not. Nah. There, all right, let's just say there's an uncomfortable scene involving a female character that's in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, playing themselves, of course. And there's a lot of discussion of rapey stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's just like so that that was like something people came out with, but I'm not. I I found that scene extremely uncomfortable, not necessarily because of the subject of rape but because it is one of those things where it's almost why I didn't find Curb Your Enthusiasm hilarious because people just go extraordinary lengths to misunderstand what somebody's saying and then take it that next step further and they're the ones furthering the thing and making the the, the situation worse Yes, and then pointing the finger like, I can't believe you said that. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, you're the one saying it now. And it just, 
it goes and goes and goes and builds and it's like okay just that kind of humor is just yeah. well, that gets that gets really annoying very quickly to yeah. me so mm-hmm. that was the problem with the Larry David movie yeah. which was it just like that kept happening and right. it was just like stop yeah <laughs> stop this mm-hmm. so. but anyway yeah there's there's that one scene and you know it, like I said a lot of people have had problems with it for the other reason sure. but yeah it's just I, I found it as a humor standpoint I was like alright just stop it stop it like that's <laughs> That's not a funny kind of humor to me, but yeah, okay. But there's still a lot of good. And the last movie, I mean, there's not much to say. I watched the movie Poltergeist. I just hadn't watched it in a really, really long time. What's that about? <laughs> Some noisy ghosts in <laughs> oh, German. Okay. Um, <laughs> noisy ghosts. Yeah. Um, there. I, I think I had said something about that. That movie could be remade uh, for effects. No, I, I take all that back. That is a fantastically made movie and really holds up really, really well. Yep. Especially the effect at the end when the house is just like, fuck it, I'm collapsing. I, It amazes me that that looks as good as it does for as old of a movie as that is. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I, I just, I miss that they make, they don't make movies like that anymore where families feel like a real family instead of all, you know, rubber coated and, you know, safety and like kids, kids are just kids and they never do anything wrong. And I, I just, I miss that. I miss that Spielberg dysfunctional family that you used to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in Jaws and this. I mean, I know he didn't direct this, but I mean, just yeah. even mm-hmm. ET. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's I, I miss that. And there's 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 just a great throwaway line. I think I've, I've mentioned it to a couple of you that um, I, I love in the latter part of this movie when like shit is really going wrong in the house and and Coach and and everybody's like, <laughs> okay, Craig D. Nelson, and everybody <laughs> is like, we're getting the fuck out of the house. Mm-hmm. We've had it. And they're like, we're going to go stay on the on the, at the Holiday Inn on Interstate 76. And the teenage daughter, I don't know, I think she's supposed to be 16 in the movie or something like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, I remember that place. Yeah. And both the parents turn around and are like, what? And she's like, and it's like, it's so quick and throwaway. And like I'm like, Shit like this wouldn't be in movies today, and yeah. it's funny. So it's a, it's just like it's a weird, not like hey joke in the middle of a movie that's got serious shit going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, Slate would just write twenty articles about the family politics of of this daughter. Is it slut shaming? You know all that stuff. You you just hear a billion things about that yeah, nowadays. Up. That that's the problem. Is like a we've hit the point where sites are overanalyzing the shit out of everything and trying to find the deepest possible meaning in everything. So everybody's making shit generic. So nobody can pick at it in that way. Yeah. And that kind of sucks. Well, what a fucked up film series for the people behind the camera though. I mean, that, that girl who said that was murdered by her boyfriend, like the same year that movie came out yeah. in that hotel. No, like no. real life. Man, I hope so. And then, you know, everyone knows the Carol Ann girl story about she died during the making of three. I mean, it's just like it's a fucking cursed ass movie series. It's bizarre. Yeah, a lot of people just, I mean, granted, they had some really old people in these movies that ended up dying soon after. Yeah. I don't know why they would say like, you know, well, I mean, that's the two, poltergeist curse. That's you know, two like, young people that died. In, no, no, no. I know. But, three but you also start putting together people who were in the second one who like died right after it was made. But the, the like yeah. the reverend dude in the second one was 110 years old or something yeah. he's like yeah he was gonna die you're lucky he made it through the shoot yeah <laughs> but anyway i mean if you haven't seen it it's, i i still think it holds up remarkably well and i think i was i think i was giving it shit like confusing it with certain scenes with like some of the shitty things in the sequels and also other movies i mean <laughs> no, I, i'm, saying, I'm like, glad I, it sets you straight well I, I just i mean i think i was re- misremembering some things like mm-hmm. effects that were in other similarly lit movies like fright night has a lot of shitty effects in it mm-hmm. and and things like that and other movies at that time period definitely 
are on the block to be remade with yeah. better effects. Poltergeist holds up fucking remarkably well. Well, movies that had good practical effects will hold up. Yeah, you know, just I mean, like, there's, there's still the, there's a there's the terrible scene of the dummy head, like in you know as bad as Terminator One. You know, like mm-hmm. the guy face melting yeah, thing, yeah. which is fucking awful. But I mean, like that's the only shot. Like, okay, George Lucas, get in there and fix that. No, you know? I don't. I don't know. I, I, st- I mean, it's obviously cre- it's it a cre- dummy head, but it's not as fake dummy head as as the first Terminator. I think. I think the worst effect shot in Poltergeist is when she opens the bedroom door and all the toys and shit are flying around. That is like, that's ILM at the beginning of their. How do we, we do, can do this? this with computers. Yeah. Uh, are you sure you can? Yeah, it's like yeah. everything has that weird glow to it where it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. this is not really in our plane of existence. Uh, th- th- that they just went crazy with it. It was the in second X-Wing one. of existence. Yes. <laughs> I get it. And yeah, I but yeah, the second one went crazy with that kind of stuff, like with chainsaws coming alive. There's something with braces too. Oh, yeah. yeah the kids' yeah. braces okay, come yeah. alive and try to eat him. Yeah. So. yeah see, I, I, was, <laughs> I was awesome. I'm mixing shit on all the, all the sequels. Yeah. So. yeah. Anywho. Two's got some good stuff in it, though. So. Apparently, I'm also the only one who watched uh, this, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about Marvel Synergy, and I guess I hate that word, so it's just pretty amazing. I watched Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that premiered on ABC this week, mm-hmm. and, and Iron Man 2, or I mean, I'm sorry, Iron Man 3 came out on Blu-ray the same day. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fascinating. I, like, whoever is driving the ship at the Marvel movie studio, I don't know if it's Joss Whedon, I don't know if it's Kevin Feige, Feige or however you say his name. Like I don't know who's beige. The, beige. Sure. Like I don't know who's driving this ship, but it is amazing that it has lasted and stayed on course as long as it has. Because the oh, ten years ago, someone would have fucked it. Up. I know. <laughs> I just I I think about like how far off the rails I feel like they went with the DC universe. Like I feel like you know, Nolan, they already fucked. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like they. I mean, Nolan. You know, a lot of people. Batman three or Batman Dark Knight Rises isn't as good as the other two, and mm-hmm. I, I think Man of Steel was a big steaming pile of shit, and mm-hmm. it's like. People can debate about that, but I, I just feel like Marvel has kept it on track, and it's it's amazing that the same day that the Iron Man three DVD comes out, the main plot of the the pilot episode of Agents of Shield is about the extremists, which is like one of the main things in Iron Man three. Oh, I mean, it's like that that's going on in the TV show. Hmm. It's it's just kind of fascinating that it's like they're weaving this big web, and it's mm-hmm. all coming you know, together at the same day and everything. And I didn't get to I didn't sit and watch all of Iron Man three all all over again, but I was picking through the special features and they did one of those Marvel one shots, just like a little short film that they stick on the various assorted DVDs. I think there's one on all of them. I think there usually is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most of them anyway, but this was a Marvel one shot agent Carter. So it brings back Kaylee Atwell from captain America. Like Uh what happened to her after the events of captain America? Cool. And you know, she's working for the early version of shield, but she's, um, working like behind a desk. Like they were like, they gave her a job because she's a lady and they've got Bradley Whitford, playing her boss. Yeah, they brought in Bradley Whitford, which is awesome. I, and I'm suddenly very interested yeah. in this. Yep, always Play, awesome. Playing uh, playing her boss, and he's just like, yeah, go back to the typing pool, honey, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, she's staying there late to work on the reports one night, and she's there when, like, a call comes in. So she's like, fuck that. I'm going to go take this call, and then goes out and kicks ass and oh. takes all their jobs, basically. But it, it's kind of a, like I've heard rumor that they're talking about doing an Agent Carter TV show with her like a time period, another Marvel show on TV ongoing. And so this is kind of like a little teaser pilot. Like, would you be interested in this? And Hmm. it's, it's really fucking good. And I'm like, yes, I would watch the shit out of this TV show. Wow. So, cause I mean, like I, I loved, I, I I think, I think it's a shame if they don't do that or they don't do something else. I mean, the Captain America sequel is already going to be modern day. It's a shame Mm -hmm. that they're not going to do more with Marvel time capsule movie. You know, like that's one of the things that was fascinating about first class is like, 
they're they're doing really good with the time period pieces and all the digital effects and stuff they can do. And I mean, they made forties New New York look awesome in that. And mm-hmm. I would love to see more of it. So if they can do a TV show and make it look this good, more power to them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we have some emails, right? Uh, yeah, we got some voicemails too. Okay. Oh dear. They're going back a ways too. It's been a while since we recorded. Yeah, it was like week. August. People overloaded us again. <laughs> but uh, first one I'll read before we get to some voicemails that we'll throw in there. Uh, this one's from uh, your friend of mine, Pally Nuck. He has some suggestions for us. All right. It says, sup, Bamfcasters. Sup. So I was sifting through the horrible schlock that I've seen over the years, and there's a couple of flicks that I think you guys might appreciate. First one was suggested by a viewer a few weeks back, but I think it bears repeating. The 2010 film, The Amazing Bulk. Oh, God, where do I start with this thing? Probably with the fact the entire film was done in front of a green screen with real people imposed poorly into obviously cartoonish CGI stock backgrounds. They walk in place to simulate walking, and half the time the scrolling doesn't match their walk speed. The titular Amazing Bulk looks like an action figure that has been melted using a grill lighter. And to make things better slash worse, there's an entire sequence that involves the main character running from stock CGI animations. It is a glorious nexus of all things bad. The other movie is 2003's The Black Ninja. Okay, see if you can follow this premise. He's a ninja, and he's black. It's the story of a lawyer who, by night, becomes a ninja vigilante. It features mob bosses, Yakuza assassinations, and amazing, i.e. extremely poor, ADR. I'm not entirely sure if it counts as a Stargrove, because the theme song's only words are, Ooh, ooh, Black Ninja. No. Keep on trucking, Bamcasters, and then crash and burn. <laughs> well, it depends, on, it depends on how they say the ooze. Like, if he's, like, touching something gross, and they're like, ooh, ooh. Doubtful. It, it's ooh. The ooze have to Actually, describe the it, action. Yeah, it, it's more ooh, ooh, oh, Black Ninja. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh, I, I don't know the song, Black but that's... We'll have to see it in context, am, yeah. I'm pronouncing it phonetically. I so. see. Yeah. Chris, we're walking, sings it. Oh! Oh! Black Ninja! But yeah. Oh, anyway, he says, Ponick or Paulworth for Harlow, since he has a hard time with names. What? Ninja. Ouch. Sent from my Zanga account. Did you say sent from his Zynga account? Zanga. Oh, oh Zanga. Yeah. Zanga. X-A-N-G-A. Right. But yeah. Uh, let's see. Can we just keep going with the uh, uh, emails here? Sure. To- toss some voicemails in. We, mess can, it, we can do it. Shake it up. Yeah, shake it shake up. Shake it up. All right. Well, read one from Yuri. Wow. Hey, Jerry. Jerry, Yuri. Man, this is a really long email. Jerry's email is really long. He first he apologizes for recommending what we've already done. Oh, Jesus! He says he doesn't like listening to the original three episodes because uh, we suck. Because you know it just doesn't. It sounds naked when there's only three of us. Mm. That's his excuse. We were. There was no camera. Yeah, all the podcasts pre-camera and pre-chuck mm-hmm. were naked. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he, he has. Take that there were the only three more set like, of yeah. footprints. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. More like balls cast. Am I right? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was a stretch. <laughs> it really was. Oh man. Uh, but uh, he has some anti recommendations. Oh, okay. I love these. First one up is <laughs> Eliminators. He said Wait, some what? listener of yours recommended it, and I tried to check it out of YouTube. Didn't finish it. Oh, it was boring. Whatever. After a promising start, the whole thing just goes nowhere. It's like this. There are two types of cheap-ass movies with big ideas. Those that squeeze every bit of craziness out of whatever they can and really overcompensate. And then there are those where the filmmakers just quit because they don't have squat. I've seen some of those. And he said, <laughs> and that's the Eliminators for you. A movie that promises time-traveling androids is actually just some people on a riverboat in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Huh. Yeah. And huh. he recommends against May Liotta. He says it's going to be controversial. 
But he says it's going to end up like Cuba Gooding June, where we're going to see a whole bunch of movies in his filmography that are direct-to-video and made in Croatia, and then we're going to realize that they're all pretty much the same. This is what I'm saying. Ray, uh, Ray Liotta is special because we get him every once in a while, and it's yeah. like it's a it's a beacon of light when it happens. Like there's Ray Liotta, shining, <laughs> shining. Yeah, turning plays upside He's in down. The shining? Yes. No. Shows up like on the top of it. He like walks over the top of the mountain, and the sun starts rising behind mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Leota the White, probably the army. Yeah. We could find four Ray Liotta movies. He releases one every week. Yep. Him personally, he know. has his own studio. We'll see. It's like, we have to be assured that there's a freak out in each of them. Oh, I don't think you have to worry. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. But uh, his last one, he's anti-recommending Leprechaun and Leprechaun Two, and says just go straight to Leprechaun Three because it's good times. Wait, straight to three? Where does he go to the space or the hood? I think four is space. Four is space. Okay. Five and six are Five hood. Five is the hood. Yeah, see, so yeah, I would skip to those. One has Jennifer Aniston and what's his face from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. It's fine. All right. Paul Rubens? No. 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 <laughs> no. N O. No. No. Who, the guy who plays Francis? Yeah, Francis. All right. All right. You want to play some uh, voicemails? Sure. Mix it up here? Yeah. Because people don't want to just listen to me keep no. talking, reading. Ever. Reading. God. <laughs> God. Who likes reading? I Christ. Just, you have nobody. to imagine what people look like. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. So All right. Voicemail. Hey, BMF cast. This is Ed Button, a.k.a. Fuck Button. I just wanted to say, uh, pretty happy that I won. It's kind of awesome. Mackie messaged me and said, hey, you should probably listen to the newest BMF cast. And I started to load it up. And as I was loading it, he messaged me, oh, by the way, you probably haven't listened yet, but you won. So that's super awesome. I'm really excited to watch this movie. I remember listening to that show in particular not too long ago. So I'm really, really excited to get this. Thank you, guys. Thanks to uh, Shop Factory for for supplying that and all that fun stuff. And you guys have fun. Crash and burn. Peace. Peace, Ed. Means he hasn't listened to the show yet. Thanks, fuck button. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck button. You're not allowed to have your prize until you listen to the show. No, you're going to get your prize. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I knew he'd been super busy. Like, inter- he was, he's interviewing senators. He's doing all sorts the, of newsy type shit. shit. He got like a, a fist bump and a bro hug from the governor of whatever, whatever state he lives shit in. state he's yeah. in. <laughs> the Where governor the of fuck Oklahoma. Ed Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is he in Kansas City in Missouri? I'm not going to reveal where he is. People go take out Fuck Button and take his uh, (laughs) Dark Angel. (laughs) I'm not going to bring that kind of shame. He might be marked. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Oh, he should go see that lady. Marked for Find out if (laughs) the cow tongue on his door means that. (laughs) Or sometimes the cow tongue is just a cow tongue. (laughs) Sometimes it's just like, hey, free cow tongue. (laughs) We had some extras. I should put one in the package with yeah. <laughs> What does this mean? Should I watch the movie or not? No, go ahead. Freak out. Just, just chalk drawing yeah. all over yeah. it. Draws. We can hit the butcher. Okay. Butcher chop. Yeah. All right. So this one is from uh, Mike from Wisconsin, who actually tried to call in, but I think we had to clear out the voicemail box because yeah, it was full. I hadn't emptied it ever. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So it was cutting people off. Yeah. So, so uh, we apologize if you called in and it got cut off, but uh, he wrote in and he said, hey, Bamfcast. I left you a voicemail, but the call was dropped halfway through. Anyway, here's an email. I have two recommendations for you. First is 1995's Project Metal Beast DNA Overload. It is about scientists that come with a brilliant plan to inject someone with werewolf blood and a synthetic substance to make a bulletproof werewolf with retractable metal claws. Starring Kane Hodder as the Metal Beast and the woman who played Sindel in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Second is 1989's Society. 
I'm not going to say much about it other than it is one of the strangest movies I have ever seen, and it is full of bad puns and insane but really good special effects. Hey. Just prepare yourself for the shunting scene. Thanks for what you do. Sincerely, Michael from Wisconsin. Shunting? All shunting. work and no play I, makes Jack a dull brain? I don't know. But shunting, the word shunting frightens me anyway. Shunting. Also, I don't want to know what context where the shunting is in. Stick something in something to level it out. It's not a shunt. I yeah. don't know. That's a shim. Oh, shim, yeah. That's a shim. Yeah, it's shimming. It's shimming. I don't want to <laughs> no, be shimmed either. It's called I don't the shimming. Know we don't shimming. want to get sued. Oh, it's wobbly. <laughs> you need the shimming, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching too much Poltergeist. I, okay, I want to say this about society. Uh, when I was younger, I used to read Fangoria a lot and would always get intrigued by whatever they were advertising in their full article spreads or whatever they did a story about society and i read it and i looked at the picture and i was like i don't want to ever see this movie <laughs> oh i don't ever want to see this movie is there evidence of shunting if i if i'm thinking what the term means yes <laughs> mm. Mm. okay this is kind of so, like that somebody recommended that whatever that movie that's on the fucking criterion collection list but no one ever, ever oh salo no yeah. no yeah never watched this is salo. probably more good natured than that but okay, you could but say that about every yeah well movie. i mean like someone <laughs> was recommending that it's like well well like people recommending serbian film and pj's like no well like salo nope. is like, like quote unquote critically acclaimed but also like nobody's like i don't want to watch it ever. yeah no. yeah Mm-mm. i think critics were just like yeah it's good i've never i didn't see it yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah really good Mm-mm. all right Mm-mm. so moving on Next one's from Victor. Victor says, Hey guys, I recently saw a movie that I need to share with you. It's called Altitude from 2010. It's a Twilight Zone-like thriller, and it needs some Bamcast attention. It's a pretty amazing blend of great production value, abysmal direction, script, and acting. It's essentially a one-location movie, but there is enough character stuff here to fill two notebooks. Mesmerizing in its ineptitude and misjudgment. Victor. So this is Altitude from 2010. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where apparently it has an awesome script and everything else is terrible. Altitude. That sounds Get fantastic. <laughs> is that the tagline? It is now. <laughs> Get, Get high. high. This summer. <laughs> this summer. They're about Get to find out with altitude. Oh, there's an octopus chasing that plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell? That's a sweet poster. What the shit? Huh. Apparently he was just amazed by it. Well. So. Ooh. Yeah. Fear is in the air. <laughs> That's a pretty good tagline. I like yeah. I like plain movies. Yeah, I like, fa- I like fancy ones. Looks like a whole bunch of douche canoes in this <laughs> airplane. Yeah, <laughs> You're pretty much right. Just like oh, it looks like That's the- too many modes of transportation <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, weird! Maybe it's directed by Kari Andrews, who's like Who? a comic book artist. Whoa. That's really weird. What? I thought his name looked familiar. That's. Crazy. It's translated from making comic books to making a movie. Go, Kari. Good job, guy. Even though apparently you suck, according to this. <laughs> according to Victor. Victor's <laughs> talking job. shit about you, buddy. Terrible person, you. Yeah. After a mysterious malfunction sends their small plane climbing out of control, a rookie pilot and her four teenage friends find themselves trapped <laughs> in a deadly showdown with a supernatural force. That sounds terrible. So it's Ghost Plane. Ooh, maybe. Uh, see, should have called it ghost plane. Ghost on the plane. Plane ghost. Next one's from John, whose I email is called shit in progress. <laughs> hey, bang. Hey, so like, oh, the email is like mid, <laughs> mid-bowel movement? shit I, in progress. I don't oh, right. want to know. Actually, shit, exclamation point, in progress. Oh. 
Okay. It says, hey, Mavcast, Jonathan from Barrie, Ontario, Canada here. Just finished watching 1984's Runaway, starring Tom Selleck, Cynthia Rhodes, the hot blonde chick from Dirty Dancing. Don't judge me, assholes. Christy Alley in a pre-cheers appearance, and Gene Simmons before he got all puffy. Still a fucking greaseball, though. Selleck stars as a cop who specializes in chasing down malfunctioning robots in what seems to be an alternate version of 1984, where robotics and home computers develop simultaneously. He stumbles onto a plot to manufacture killer circuit board chips that make regular old robots into motherfucking death machines. Yay! Anyway, the computer graphics are so crap, the lady cops wear high heels to crime scenes, and Jim's Gene Simmons leers like a rapist and has a gun that shoots mini cruise missiles. The robots are boxes with blinking lights, except for the spiders that shoot acid and make their victims burst into flames. Oh yeah, there's fucking spider robots that shoot acid and make their victims burst into flames. Mm-hmm. Huzzah! <laughs> well, nightmares for yeah. the rest of my life. For me. Oh no, no, yeah. no, no, no. This movie's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Time to Tits is almost exactly a 45-minute wait, and a few minutes later, Magnum P.I. gets Magnum P.O.'d <laughs> and drops the movie's only F-bomb. At any rate, this is a fun movie that I think you would enjoy, and if not, well, fuck it. It's only an hour and a half. Crash and burn, John. They don't look like spiders. They look like wind-up toys metal, made yeah. of a metal box with little legs. Mm, yeah. But, okay. Yeah. But at the time, that's a good holy sell. shit, there were awesome fucking spider robots. His version of that movie sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. It's, it's is, it pretty, is, is that movie as awesome as his description sounds? That movie's almost good. Yeah. Like, it... it, it not really. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> no, no, well, all right. I mean, like, there are, there are aspects of the movie that remind me um, of a pre-RoboCop. Yes. Um, because, like... It does a lot of, as I remember, there's a lot of uh, stuff where the TV's following them around and shooting stuff. So you, you go from film to TV look, mm-hmm. and they're just like, they're always like, get the cameras out of here. We got to do work and stuff. But the media was fascinated by what was going on and wouldn't get out of their faces. So yeah. there's a lot of Robocop themes going that was on. Michael Crichton. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's like, there's almost good things, but I mean, Tom Selleck at that time really adds a cheese factor to it, and so does Gene Simmons. I feel like everything else about the movie maybe would have felt maybe as cheesy if they weren't there making it feel cheesier yeah i mean it wasn't a good movie when it came out it's almost a better bad movie now because it's time capsule and the plot's kind of goofy it's like why is someone making a killer product why would you kill your 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 customers it's dumb yeah eh, you know evil sometimes it just happens i know gotta kill customers to make room for new customers yeah but gene simmons is, is better and never too young to die well, then yes. he isn't run away. Of course. I'm just saying. Because he's Gene Simmons just unleashed mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah. I seem to remember Christy Alley being a little unhinged in this movie. Like, Ensign so Award of kind later. of. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, I liked it. It's a fun movie. Oh, yeah. It's a fun little movie. We should watch it. We should totally watch well, it. I'd watch it again. I'll watch it. Selectember. timber. <laughs> <laughs> only have a little bit more time actually no we're done with september by yeah, the time done this... totally done oh Sept- wait that... september month is over so next week is is rocktober oh yeah yes yep. fuck yeah time to rock out <laughs> what are we watching you don't rock know rock's so random you don't even know <laughs> yeah. it could be the rock cynthia roth rock rock and roll I don't know. It could be a movie about things. rocks. We could watch the Rock Lords again. Yeah, we never know. No, nope. no. It could be Ge- the Rock no. geology movie. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Tumblr, the Tumblr oh. the movie. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're in a geode, giant geode. Nope. You never know. You just never know. Hmm. That's what Rocktober is all about. Yeah. Man, I can't wait. Keep I want a rock place. right now. Rock. Was that, was that the last email? That was. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap this nonsense up, please. <laughs> okay.
All right, well, uh, go to the website, www.bmfcast.com. Check out the right-hand sidebar. It's got a bunch of cool buttons. That will take you to all the things. A couple other important things. If you miss it, bmf at bmfcast.com to email us. And 9105-JOCKS-BMF, 9105-56-9263. That is our phone number. You can call us, but you're going directly to voicemail. Unless you're <laughs> Prince. But leave a voicemail. Stay in voicemail. Yeah, no, yeah, totally different. Leave a voicemail. We'll get back to you. Also, check out Chuck's 31 and 30 One. October thing. <laughs> 31, 31 and 30. Yeah. He doesn't bend yeah. space and time. 31 in 30. Yeah. <laughs> the 31 so and 31. One. Yeah. YouTube.com slash water cooler. Yeah. That's a thing that's going to happen. Yeah. And Chuck's so excited about it. <laughs> So yeah. make sure that you, yeah. you know. I don't know. A lot of people were excited about his teaser video he put up. They were. People. I was excited about it. I gave it a thumbs up on YouTube. Like People mm, love shitty should. movies. <laughs> they want you to do long long reviews, man. Not Everyone's like, no, nah, Chuck, waste your life making videos for us. Okay. Five minutes, that's too short. Well, we'll see about that. I will say that I enjoyed last season, and I'm looking forward to this season. Oh, more of what you love will happen again. I predict a lot of snake movies. You might be right. Yeah. Is it Snaketober? <laughs> no. Yes, uh, it is. No. Oh. Okay, I predict a couple snake movies. Okay. Probably a better prediction. I predict horror movies. You're going to watch some horror movies, is aren't it you? Snake it's Obin. horror month. Yep. Ooh, that's my favorite thing. And October month. 31 and 31. Yep. But yeah, check that out in your downtime when you're waiting for us to post again. All right. Let's that's get it. out of here, shall yeah. we? Uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast Out. Out.